went from stability to complete instability and that was probably the best personal development training that I got because you're faced with uncertainty every single day. During that time, I became very, very good at SEO. This is the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. We're a series where we're interviewing highly successful digital marketing agencies and kind of unpacking how they've grown and how they've scaled their businesses. And I could not be more excited today to have Danny Barrera with us from the Seven Figure Agency Group and Contract Concrete Marketing Crew. So welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be here. Absolutely. So I guess before we dive in, just kind of tell us a little bit about where you're at within your agency and kind of a high level overview in a number of clients, that type of stuff. So as of this week, we are at 16 clients and that put us over $33,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And this is pretty much our first 12 months as an each agency. And prior to having this name right here, Concrete Marketing Crew, I picked the niche, but then I was running over under the name Contractor SEO Agency. Later, probably after the summer, after August, I made the decision to just shift the name and the branding over the Contractor S- Concrete Marketing Crew and just run over under that one name so that I could just bring that consistency and connection with the marketplace. That's where I'm at right now. Fantastic. From a brand new niche to over $30,000 a month in recurring revenue. Kudos to you. That's a big feat in and of itself. It's exciting. I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about your background. Just tell us how you got into digital marketing, what your background is. Yeah, absolutely. So if we go back to 2007, I found myself working at a cubicle as an IT analyst for Fox News channels. You guys are probably very familiar with the Fox News network. So working there, you consistently hear of all these success stories every single day. And a lot of them were more in the tech industry. So I'm listening to this guy's new startup here, another startup there. So one day there comes a guy out of nowhere. I don't even remember his name, but he talked about how he created an e-commerce shop. In the first year, he made over half a million dollars. And he sold the store for way more than that. And they were interviewing him. So after the interview, I go down to the green room and then the guy's still there. And I introduced myself. I was so nervous. And I asked him, he's like, that sounded very interesting. I'm very interested in learning how you got started or what tips can you give me? I want to get started. So he told me, find a product, get your license so that you can make some connections within the wholesaling and all that stuff, and then put up a store and see if you can get traffic to it. That was the whole conversation, basically. That was my first thing that just got me thinking about the internet, you know? So months passed, years passed, spent over $10,000 building up a store that didn't make me one sale. <laughs> that was the first thing, right? So here I am. And that time I married very young. I was probably like 21 when I got married. Spouse wasn't too happy at that time. My co-parents, she wasn't too happy about that. But I decided to keep going. So I made a connection with a local fragrance store owner, which was a wholesaler. And this guy, I knew he sold nationwide, meaning people came to him to buy the product. And then we put up a store, we start making money. I start finally figuring out how things really work on the internet. You get traffic, you have a product, people buy, period, in essence. So months pass by, the guy pays me a few thousand dollars off of that, and then I'm out. So what am I doing right now? You know, I'm talking to my friends, to my brother. And then of course, during that time, you get into one email list and then you're all of a sudden getting a thousand emails about going offline and all this stuff. So from there, it was just a never ending scene roller coaster of making money here as an affiliate, not making money, trying to do the offline stuff, WSOs. I mean, you name it, I probably wasted a lot of money and I tried a lot of money, just tried to put money into things that they didn't really realize. And that led me into about 2010, decided to finally go all in into my agency as far as, you know, go all in and then start building a digital agency which I realized is not easy at all. Everyone paints this thing that you can become a digital marketer, laptop lifestyle. It doesn't work that way. You know, months pass by again. At that time, I quit my job, right? The Fox News, it was very comfortable. They offered me a management company, amazing benefits, great company to work for. I learned a ton from there, but I went from stability to complete instability. And that was probably 
the best personal development training that I got because you're faced with uncertainty every single day. Soon enough, I got my car repossessed a couple of times. Lights were off way more than three times. And then I found myself going into a really nasty situation. And then that ended up in divorce. Everything fell apart for me, like right in front of me. And here I am, best intentions at heart. During that time, I became very, very good at SEO. That was the one thing that I could tell you. I could grab any site and just get it up there without hesitation. So found myself there. And then that was about two years ago, something like that. And then came across your information, Josh. And somewhere about a year ago or so, I made the commitment to go all in and just do this thing the right way. This is not a game, you know, let me see if it works or not for me. It's not like that for me because it hasn't been easy. I made the commitment. It's either going to be this thing, it's going to work or that's it. I could just build an offline business and like just build a real business, brick and mortar and do what I know how to do best. So I was at that crossroads at that time. Sometimes I shared this with the group. Some, I found myself at one point sleeping on my friend's couch, a couple of nights, me sleeping at my car, really with uncertainty. And I had a few clients here and there, but by the time you pay child support, by the time you got to pay this, by the time you got to do that, there's nothing left. So when you're in those situations, you're faced with either the willingness and just the desire to push through and just make it happen. That's pretty much where you see a lot of people just settle in and say, call it a day. I don't give up. So that's a big motivator for me just to keep going and stuff like that. So that's why I'm excited. I have a lot of things that I discuss as far as disadvantages in the industry as a whole, but those things get me fired up. That puts a lot of fire under my ass. <laughs> so that is my background. That is Danny Barrera as a whole. Tons of failures, more failures than any type of success. And believe it or not, that gives me the confidence when I talk to someone on the phone, mm -hmm. knowing how much I've been through, knowing what the dark times look like, knowing what the good times look like, knowing that I've invested in myself heavily. I've invested in myself more than anything. And I'm glad that things are moving in the right direction. Not everything is rainbows and stuff, but you know, it's way better than what it was for me a couple of years ago, not too long ago. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations on the grit. It's not easy when things aren't going well and you can hardly pay the bills and you don't know where your next payment's going to come from. And uh, you stuck with it. You made the transition. You've got a great agency, which I believe is just on the brink of even bigger things. It's really just getting started. How did you make that transition from the Warrior Forum stuff and the affiliate stuff to really committing to an agency and getting consistent? Because you're so focused on sales and business development. You do the work and you make the calls, unlike most of the people I interact with. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Let's go back about three years ago. That was the darkest time of my life. And at that point in time, I love Grant Cardone. I have all his stuff everywhere. 10X book, philosophy, you talk about it. Everything around me is about positivity. Everything. Because everything else outside of this will most likely be a challenge. And if you don't keep yourself in a possible, positive state of mind, you're going to start to focus on the negative. And when that focus is negative, everything else becomes negative. So going back to the transition, at that time, I was taking sales training at Cardone University. I went heavy, 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 making 100 calls or so a day on average. So at that time, I was making calls and I was not getting results. And here I am, listening to all the success stories from Grant. And I'm saying to myself, man, what are these people doing that I'm not doing? Something is not there. Something is missing. So here I am just trying to work things out and reverse engineer some of the biggest companies out there. What they do, they have a sales team, they have a sales process, a pitch deck, and they just do that consistently. The thing that I want to get to is I realize I don't have focus. I don't have that one thing that I will stay consistent with. Because those times where the WSO, do you mind if I just talk about my personal experience? This is my personal experience. I bought all the David Sprague courses back in the day. It's nothing wrong with this guy. It's legit. You know, I love his stuff. But all that stuff, I tried it. I tried doing the videos for free. I tried doing all this stuff. Let me get you in for free and then upsell you some other time. It did not work for me. It just wasn't my cup of tea. So I was doing all this stuff, Josh, to the point that I was just like, what's going on? Like, seriously. And the success that I got, it was here. It was very short-lived. That's the key word, short-lived success, where you get one client here paying you $200 a month and 500 
you still got to pay all this stuff to make a living. By the time you deliver, that's not a business. To me, it all sounded like BS. So that's when I realized at some point in time, I'm just going to give up. And I saw your Facebook ad and then I knew you. I knew you from prior year of me building contract or SEO agency that had been about my main focus prior to meeting you. That had been my focusing on doing SEO for contractors as a whole, which is not a niche. That is not a niche. That is segment of the market, but it's not a niche. And even at that, I was getting some clients here and there doing all this stuff, but it wasn't consistent. So that led me to seeing your Facebook ad. And I knew you because I had seen your website saying, I, <laughs> I studied your stuff as far as the SEO stuff that you've done for your site and it's well put together. I love your stuff. So I immediately connected and that led me to me enrolling and then deciding, you know what? This is a legit dude. I've actually spent a lot of time researching your stuff, more of the technical SEO side, like you structure your websites and stuff like that. And I knew you were legit. So after that, I made a commitment. Whatever I do moving forward, I do not consume any information from anyone that hasn't or isn't doing it themselves actively. That was the thing. Like you're saying the switch about from WSOs to now. I do not consume information from anyone. I don't care what they're driving. I don't care how they look or anything like that. I don't consume information from anyone that is not doing it themselves proactively and they're not showing it. They're not willing to show it and be transparent about what's being taught because this industry can be very deceiving and a lot of people getting burned. So that is when I made the decision to commit. And I said, I've tried so much that I gave up my old belief systems, whatever else I had empty my cup, you pour it, you tell me what to do, I execute. That's it. Does that make sense? That's awesome. And I think it's awesome that you started with mindset, right? You're studying Grant Cardone, studying people that were all mindset. Really, the fact is your mindset is what's going to drive your behavior. And if you don't get that piece right, nothing else is going to go the way that it should. And then it was figuring out the right skill set and really making sure you were learning from people actually implementing and actually doing as opposed to just people that looked sexy or looked cool and were claiming big claims, but weren't actually doing it day to day. There's some powerful insights there in terms of how you made that mind shift from chasing the shiny object to actually getting down dirty, doing the work and landing the clients. So let's talk about the niche. So you mentioned you were contractor SEO marketing. And that's a little bit broad and kind of what you were experiencing was while you were in a niche, it didn't really resonate with anybody. How did you make this transition to concrete marketing crew, which is like a micro niche within the niche, right? I jumped on a Wednesday call. I think it was my first call and Jeff is there and Jeff is going one by one. And by the way, anyone that's watching this, if you are having problems and you're not clear of where you're at or where you need to go, what needs to happen next? Get yourself into Wednesday call and that call should be packed. If you don't have at least five clients, five niche clients in your book of business right now, you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time, period. I've spent so much money getting the wrong information. It drives me nuts to see a lot of people struggle because they let their ego be bigger than anything else. So I told you, empty cup. I showed up to the Wednesday call and I asked my question. I've been in business for so long. I've been doing this. You know, and I was frustrated. I just need help picking a niche. This is about niching down. So he says, why don't you try? And he mentioned something about concrete decks, something like that. And that was what ignited my thing. And I had experience working with contractors, a couple of concrete guys that I've done business with. And I'm like, okay, that's an easy industry. Never thought of that. You know? <laughs> so that was it. That was it. I just went in and then committed to focusing on that not knowing what else was going to be on my path to really start gaining traction. That led me into niching down. I kept my contract or SEO agency name. So every effort that I did as far as outreach, contacting people, and just going out there, it was under that name, contract or SEO agency. And what I did immediately that same day, I told Jeff, okay, I'm just going to rank the website for that. That same day, he told me, hey, look, you're probably going to have a hard time. I'm like, no, I could probably do it. So I went and did it. Within three weeks, it was number one, number two for concrete marketing terms. And that's what I did. And I just started telling people, we are the number one SEO company for concrete companies. That's it. That was one of the things that I utilized. And we all need to find those things, those little things that can set us apart because the market is saturated with marketing companies, wherever you go. So for me, I find things that I've done or that I can manipulate, if you want to call it that, right? Like rankings so that I can use it as leverage during my sales conversations. And I just started focusing on that. 
that website got me. Those conversations were emails, phone calls, and those got me to my first five clients and beyond. At some point, I realized if I want to do these webinars, if I really want to do the rest of the stuff that's really in the course, I need to brand. I need to build a brand. And that's when I asked right in the group, you can go back and search that. And the thing is this, guys, I was trying to make Contractor SEO Agency a concrete brand. And I tried different logos. A lot of you guys didn't like the logo ideas I put there. <laughs> so after that, I'm like, okay, whatever. After this, I'm just going to go and build a new brand from scratch. And that's what happened. I took your feedback and I implement. I just like to implement stuff and see what it does for me. So in a couple of like salient points, right? If you're part of the seven-figure agency, we have these weekly coaching calls. Jeff is there. He's got great insights. He will help kind of answer your questions and move you in the right direction. If you're not on the Wednesday coaching call, it's every Wednesday at two o'clock. Shame on you. Like you should be there. A lot of people that are on those calls have gotten breakthroughs that help to move them to the next level. So, so don't miss that. You just committed. You didn't fight it. You decided that contractors was too broad and you focused on concrete. Can you just elaborate a little bit what that actually means? So that's decorative concrete. This is the one thing you're going to hear on this call that's nowhere else, probably. <laughs> concrete as an industry, and Josh, if you've been in business and you try to reach out to concrete companies, they will say, we don't need you. We don't depend on you. We don't need internet marketing. We don't need SEO. And that's right. They don't. They don't. The big concrete companies, big uh, ready mix companies, they don't. They don't. They have a different type of relationship with their client base and the way that they flow their business. So what I mean by that is, is these companies have large government jobs. That's where they get the majority of their business. 90%, maybe more of their business is by all these bidding systems that they have in the construction industry because of all the legalities, permits, etc. And by default, I guess the way it works, the big construction companies and concrete companies, they go and bid for these large jobs. And I tell you, in Miami, I was looking at the bidding board. It's $17 million for this, $25 million for that. So what type of company is going to want to go out there and look for SEO or internet marketing when they're landing all these multi-million dollar jobs? So the point I'm trying to make is my very first attempt, like the first couple of weeks, the first one or two weeks, that's when I discover, okay, I should stay away from those companies that just dependent on those type of government jobs. And then shift over to the residential concrete contractors. They do flat work. They do curves, stamp concrete. And that's the thing is you're going to find is that if they're residential concrete guys, they're going to do that one application. Plus, they're going to offer something about decorative concrete. Some people like to make things pretty. So you see the driveways, right? The stamp concrete. Some of these guys do pavers, the pool decks, right? All that stuff is concrete. So those are my clients. So I call them the residential concrete guys. It did take some time trying to figure out and perfect that one to the point that I could resonate with them and like be clear. I'm still learning though. That's how I arrived to that. If that answered your question. No, that's perfect. And I think it's really important. I like to unpack a little bit the mental shift between contractor or home services. Really you think home services is a niche or contractor SEO is a niche. And I fell into the same trap. We wrote the complete guide to internet marketing for contractors thinking we could serve plumbing, roofing, air conditioning, siding, anything that falls into that group. And I did content. I had a book. I was doing webinars for it. If you look it up, I have like 20 videos. And I probably got a handful of clients ever from that approach. And that was kind of what you experienced. How was it different when you went from being in a broad category like that to being in a very specific niche where you can speak the language and really be speaking to a very specific group that would self-identify like concrete contractors as, yeah, this guy is for me. Night and day. That leads into building the connections with these people where now I could tell them, hey, dude, you guys handle stamp concrete? That's a yes or no question, right? That one thing versus are you a concrete contractor? Big difference. Night and day. People need to understand this. With plumbing, you can ask even more specific questions about plumbing or HVACs, right? Are you an HVAC contractor or versus you install XYC type of piece of whatever, right? Does that make sense? So the language gets clear and then you can start building value based on that because people realize, oh, this guy really understands what we do here. I'll tell you this. The one thing that helps you differentiate is the assets that you have that you're building out for yourself in the industry. That will help you. People are not going to read it, but the fact that you have them there, it's going to make you look like you know everything, right? <laughs> 
So the webinars, the keywords lists, et cetera, and leveraging that, that's going to help you position yourself even bigger as a player because no other agency out there will most likely be doing the very same thing. And if they are, there's so many people that out there that need our help, seriously. So that was a difference for me. Good stuff. So we, we went from struggle to clarity on a niche to let's go after it. Let's go get some clients in that niche. And now we've lost 30 plus thousand dollars per month and growing on a consistent basis. Let's talk a little bit about what you do for these guys. Like what does the service mix look like? That's a question we all often get. Like what is it that you actually provide to these contractors? Right. So this is something that with your help, I got clearer on because prior to this, I wanted to do everything under the sun for these guys. You can really complicate things. And what I found out is, is the people that are succeeding in this business, they are simplifying it, but they're simplifying it. Yet that simplification allows them to maximize results. You see that? Anyone you talk to, right? Like that guy that does fitness marketing, you saw the TNC conference, Mike, just focus on one thing and that's it. Now for us here, for this business model, guys, this one business model right here, this is about their online marketing presence. It took me some time to wrap my head around that, that this is what we do. And now it's our job to really work with our understanding of the industry, et cetera, so that we can position ourselves so that they want that stuff. So what I mean by that is the services, pay-per-click, everyone understands what that is. Very straightforward, pay-per-click. For my specific industry, you will find that certain areas within the United States don't have search volumes. Mm. Go to the keyword planner. You can look up every decorative or epoxy flooring, which is a concrete coating within the concrete. A lot of these guys, decorative concrete contractors, they do that and they want those type of jobs. So what we do is we offer the Facebook ads on that. That's the only way I deviate from the main web presence is the Facebook ads. And then that leads me into the next stage. Pay-per-click standalone package, that's 750. And then the SEO starts at 1500. Search engine optimization. And that includes their social media branding as well, because nowadays that goes hand in hand. So that's content with the website, ranking their online properties, ranking their Google My Business listing. I used to do it where I sell the GMB by itself, the Google My Business by itself. All a la carte little stuff, right? Right. And that doesn't work. When you want to scale, you just can't. You're not making money. You can't help them. You get upset. So simplifying the packages, PPC, SEO, and then the SEO plus PPC. And something I just started implementing after after the live event, intensive, the way Brian has it, Brian Stearman, big shout out to him, big man, get him to get a new website with you. That's something that I just started doing. So the first month, because the, the SEO really the first month, the way it works, if you're getting a new website built out, the first month, not much is really going to happen. Nothing magical, not much. So I'd rather get them the machine built out the right way, the way I know will be absolutely perfect for them. That's going to get them the results. And then second months and so forth, it's the takeoff. So the first month is build out of new website, implementing that. We do make a few minor changes. So whatever else we can do as far as citations, optimizing Google My Business, they will see some traction there. And then obviously the pay-per-click campaign, which that launches within, I think we're doing it within two weeks. So the first week is onboarding. The second week or so is the launch. That's basically it. Awesome. I think it's great that you made this transition and you kind of made a point of it now twice. This transition from a la carte services where you were doing just a GMB, hoping that that would turn into something where they'd want to pay you more. Experience was you'd sell a lot of those little guys and it never really did snowball. And then just moving in with a package, here's what's actually going to get you a result. Website, SEO, pay-per-click advertising. It's a larger monthly fee which is more significant for you, but it also has the higher probability of having an impact for the client over a three to six month time horizon it has really been a critical distinction. It sounds like you must be in the, at least the $2,000, $2,500 a month average because you've got 16 clients and you're over 30,000 a monthly recurring. Somewhere around 2,100 and plus 22. I didn't do the math today because the numbers just crossed 33,000, but it would be somewhere around that if you average it. So Nicholas yes. is asking, so do you build and rebuild websites? And it sounds like you've already answered that as an affirmative. Yes. If they're your clients and they're local clients now, Nicholas, I don't know if it's for your industry because like my industry, for example, it's local concrete, residential concrete contractors that do decorative concrete work. That's their machine. So if you're a niche down agency and you work for corporate and all this stuff, you're getting into different type of game. So for me, yes. 
that would be a yes. Awesome. So, I mean, that helps. Now, guys, you get an idea of what his niche is. You get an idea of how he's packaged it and systematized it. So let's, let's transition to how you're landing clients. And we'll talk a little bit about what you're doing now. But I want to start with like when you were just getting landed on this niche and you're just getting things off the ground. What were the plays that worked well to help you get those first five or so clients? There is this one thing called Gmail. <laughs> and then there's another thing that everyone has pretty much is a smartphone. <laughs> I'm just joking there. So that's the other thing is I think people just complicate it complicate the heck out of things and try to get too fancy before you even start walking. For me personally, I just went back to what I know I can just turn on right now, right at this moment. If I have to start from zero, just get a clean list, people you want to work with, and then reach out to them. And don't reach out to them with a 20 paragraph email. It's all about them. And do your research. Every tool out there, everything you need could be for free on a free platform. But that's it. Like my messaging was somewhere around there. And the way I reach out to them, hey, can you handle an extra whatever amount of stamped concrete jobs or epoxy flooring jobs? Or do you handle epoxy flooring in Mineola or Linden, New Jersey? Or do you handle anything outside of Linden, New Jersey? Those type of messages get you right through. They get you right through and they get a response. Now, when people respond, it's game time. It's not about contemplating how fancy I'm going to get with the reply and tell them all, you know. No, it's about picking up the phone. And usually what happens if you email the business, when they reply, you see the actual name of the person. So people say, how do I find the decision maker's name? Well, email allows you to do that in an easy way. Now, if you want to get fancy now, just got to Google the company name and put owner right there and go to LinkedIn. And you could probably find maybe about 70% of the time we can find someone's real name as far as the owner, vice president, by referring to LinkedIn. So back then it was that email. When they reply, I see their name. Hey, John, this is Danny. I just sent you an email about blah, blah, blah. Okay, excellent. Just wanted to make sure. When they were interested, so like when we're on a call, first thing is, is the AIDA formula, right? Attention, interest. I got your attention. If I don't have their attention, okay, you know what? I'll call you right back. Fine. That's it. If you don't have their attention, you're not going to get their interest. Get their interest, number two, right? Then the desire and then the action. Did I miss anything? I think that's it. What I do is I specialize in doing XYZ. By the way, I did this for XYZ company. And I just want to show you exactly what we did for them that's getting them XYZ result. And then right after that, take action. All we need to do is jump on a 15-minute call. And then you can see exactly how our plan works. Simple. Get them on a call. If they hear you for the first time, I think only about 10 to 30%, somewhere around there, will actually show up to the call. So that's the follow-up game. You got to stay in the game to win. So that was the very first focus. I just started executing, executing, executing. Got the InfoUSA list and things just started building from there. And that was outreach. So I think it sounds fair to say your first five clients came from cold outreach and proactive follow-up, making phone calls, sending PMs, sending direct messages, sending emails, following up aggressively. And you guys all know in the members area and the how to land clients cold outreach, Danny has shared his whole swipe and deploy, like what he sends, how he sends it, what his call script was. And so know that that's there for you and it's a great resource. I thought it was funny. You said the first thing is get a list and then start reaching out. But you made an emphasis on clean list. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what you mean by getting a clean... Clean list is the people you feel like you want to work with. For me, it could be revenue-wise. Right off the get-go, I did not get InfoUSA the first week. The first two weeks, I think I didn't have that. But InfoUSA is probably going to give you a good 70% as far as what you're looking for. And even with that, you still got to clean that up. You still got to clean that up to the point that you have the right information. It's the right type of business you want to be working with because... It's not their fault. Like I see a lot of people bashing InfoUSA and all this stuff. Look, I don't know, you know, six figures from deals that came from InfoUSA. So I'm talking from experience. I'm not talking from what I feel or what I heard or what. No, you got to refine the the results. And that takes time. In the beginning, you got to do it yourself. Once you're able to hire a VA or someone that can clean up the data, then that's what they do. So now whenever we get a list, We need to include their Instagram, their LinkedIn, the decision makers, and their Facebook, and then the business Facebook page. Those are four additional fields that need to be included on top of the revenue figures, locations, et cetera, and all this stuff. Does that make sense? I think that's a powerful insight that nobody talks about. The list is 
what you used to need was a name, address, phone number, and maybe an email, and that was it. Now you just listed the other four fields you want to make sure you capture. How do you get that? Is it you need a VA to scrape that information? You know, if you're just getting started and you don't have clients, you do it yourself. And if you don't have money to buy a list, you go to the second page of Google and the third page of Google, and you know those guys have tried to do something with SEO either themselves or they hired someone. That's for a fact. Second page or even bottom of first page, because my niche is low search volume, very low search volume. So these guys in the bottom of first, they kind of know it works, but they haven't gotten anything back from it really to justify. So that's what I would do is the first day after I just went, did a few searches, looked stuff up and then compiled that by hand right there, Google Sheets. And that's it. So now it's a different process to get the list and do all these other stuff. So that's important because at any point in time, if you have targets, the Dream 100, the Dream 10, they will reach out to you or you will reach out to them. That's already happening. So this stuff really works. Awesome. I think a lot of great insights here. Thank you for sharing this stuff. This is great. The actual emails he sends, PMs he sends, the messages he sends on LinkedIn, he was nice enough to share that for members in the... I just want to also make it clear. I've also paid people to help me with this stuff. I didn't make it up out of the blue. So I'm saving you literally thousands of dollars when you look at that stuff up. You don't owe me anything. I'm really doing it you know, because I'm very grateful for this group and what Josh has done for me. Jeff, unbelievable community. You guys helped me out. So this is my way of giving back to you guys. Good stuff. The only point I want to make on this is that the thing that you do different than most people when it comes to cold outreach that makes it work for you and not probably make it work for others is that a lot of people think they scrape the list or they get the clean list, however they get it through Leap Kahuna or whatever platform they use. And then they set up the emails and even they get it so the emails are going out and they think that's the end of their job, right? They think that magically these leads are just going to start to trickle in and they're going to literally kind of fall down on a plate and say, I'll take my money. But what you do is much different. It's not just send an email. It's to send the email and aggressively follow up on the phone and try and have business conversations and use the idea to method to, to really capture their attention and get them to do something next. Um, I want to just make sure that we hammered home the concept. It's not just send cold emails. It's send cold emails and aggressively follow up with the opens, with the replies, and keep at it day after day, week after week, month after month. You will get to a point where you're Josh or Brian Stearman or any of the, the big players in the seven-figure agency. You will get to that point. I will get to that point where they're coming to me already predisposed. They've seen me everywhere. They heard all the results. I am not at that point. I see a lot of stuff where people think that you get the ebook going, the sheet sheet going, and all of a sudden you're going to be good to go. And that's it. People are going to come to you. Even with the webinars, even with the webinars, I tell you, it's a real struggle because you got to build your brand name. You got to build your presence. And if people don't know you, how many ads you see on Facebook right now going for your attention? We have to understand that as agency owners. As consumers, those guys are seeing hundreds of different ads. They're seeing you so that you know you can take their money. They don't see any value. It's a process and we have to respect that. So I always like to add value in whatever way I can. And going with the way we're doing the outreach now, it's more strategic where when I first started first five clients, it was let's go all in to war right there and just brute force. And that works, but that takes an immense amount of energy. I'm all about work. I don't think anyone in here, I can say that confidently, cannot work me. That's the way I feel about myself. That's the way I am. And I respect everyone here though, but that's the way I am. So I don't expect everyone to be like that. But now working strategically, we're looking at their Instagram business profiles. We're commenting, we're liking, we're engaging with them. And by the time they receive an email from me or they seen some form of affirmation from me, I'm connected with them on LinkedIn. I'm connected with them on Instagram. They know my brand name. They know who I am. The way the calls goes, it's way different, way warmer. They know who I am. It's a big difference. And that takes a lot of work. That's like Gary V stuff right there. It takes a lot of work too. It takes a lot of work, guys. But imagine the impact I will have you know, in the next 12 months when I build my brand, build my connections. I have all these assets deployed. That's why I'm excited about this because the way things are going out. So the big difference between the beginning, it was just, you know, straight up proof force. Now it's more strategic. I want them to realize. And then it gets to a point where they will see my ads and they will be warmer to that name. 
more perceptive. And now with the trade shows, the sky is the limit, really, the way things are going, seriously. Yeah, that's exciting because, like you said, you do have some great assets. You've got the niche website all built out. You've got the lead magnet with a little bit of a funnel built out, correct? Or are you still working on that? LinkedIn, it's an amazing tool for that. So you have your prospects. You know, you have those conversations where you like their stuff, you comment on their stuff, and then eventually say, hey, I realize you're in this space. By the way, I put together... And then I don't do lead capture. I do more of a send out that way. You let them ask for it. Right, right. And the same thing goes with Instagram. People ask me for information. Hey, by the way, I put together. So I do have those assets, but I'm not marketing them like other people are, which is, it's also a great thing. I'm not saying it's not bad. It's just the way I'm doing it. And then, so let's talk about this event, because I think this is going to be a big game changer for you in terms of the amount of clients that you land in 2019. Like, just talk a little bit about this trade show you were at how you found it, why you decided to go for it. Like, let's just unpack that a little bit. So there are two events, one that happened in January. This is the World of Concrete. It's the biggest concrete conference in the United States. Over 65,000 people attend that event. It's massive. So for that event, I ran a Facebook ad campaign to that event, targeting owners, et cetera. That one, I had success getting leads. I got one client, I spent over $500, but I got one client out of that $500 ad spent. Plus I have that pocket of leads. I think it was uh, 112 leads that I got all together. They gave me their name, email, phone number, and website. In your niche, your ideal clients. The majority. Yeah. And then you have those hybrid construction companies that do that stuff. So, but yes, just to be frank here. So that works. I know that that works. Then move fast forward. I mean, one of these Facebook groups that I'm part of because Josh recommended go and find your niche Facebook groups. And if you're in any type of trade business, you will find that there are quite a few, quite a few in my industry, at least about 10. And I can't even keep up. Like I just pop in there here and there. Anyways, I see this guy posted this Northeastern Expo. It's for free to attend, etc. And then I just went in there and then I noticed, okay, this is a good date for me. And then that's it. I signed up right away. And that's it. I just got things started right from the get-go. What happened, I got you guys feedback on it. You can go back to the Facebook group. I'm pretty much engaging there all the time. And you notice I don't know everything. So here I am. I sign up. I'm like, where should I pick my spot? I don't know where to pick my spot. I don't know what to do. What should I have? This and that. So you guys are very graceful with your information. You all help me out from the marketing materials, getting feedback on what should be presented to people. I appreciate you all for that. And ordered that, got it through the door. Antonio was a big help for me putting the backdrop and stuff. That was very last minute because my- And it was great. Antonio, kudos. Nicely done. Yeah, he helped me out. Uh, Big shout out to him. Josh Wheeler also helped me out big time offer his advice and stuff like that. And the thing is, I didn't get approved for the uh, wholesale account. One of those print, whatever they asked me for, some stuff, I never got it. So Antonio helped me out with that. Ordered that, showed up at the event. I watched a couple of YouTube videos about how to get people engaged and all the stuff. I asked for your advice and I tried to see what would best fit my own industry because everyone's industry is different. From what I said, okay, you know, the first day, it's going to be a cold audience. It's not going to be repeat. So the first day, we just want to engage them as much as possible, get them to come in, get them to shake hands, et cetera, get them to get stuff from us. And then the second day, we're just warming up. So first day, we had the roulette, giving stuff away. We gave some people got this stuff. Other people got the Grant Cardone bands. And the thing is, I had put in their Facebook ads, Google My Business Optimization. No one liked that. <laughs> Whenever people got that, they were all like, oh, God. So... Anyways, point I'm trying to make is if you're going to use that type of stuff, the next event, I will not give away any of the stuff that we do because a lot of times that doesn't interest them. So that is same thing. AIDA formula, attention, get them interested. They give you their attention. You got to ask them questions. And I mentioned about me, people weren't engaging with me. So I sent my partner, Maddie out to the trenches, to the front. I'm like, greet them right there. Step out, say hi, spin the wheel. As soon as they spin the wheel, excellent. Hey, are you the business owner? Right? Ask them questions. You got their attention now, get their interest. Okay, awesome. Do you have a website? Is your website showing up on Google? If they said yes, excellent, perfect. And then just get the conversation started. And then people see the big thing on the back. Oh, we get your leads. Are you guys home advisor? No, we're not. We're the anti-home advisor company. We actually want to help you build your business and your brand online so that you don't have to rely on those sources. So that was our angle. 
The next thing is we try to make it look like we're a family, the modern mom and pop shop for these guys, because that's my niche, my industry. So those are little things that we adapt to the thing that led us to have, look at this. This is my warm leads list. People that want stuff. By the way, I got two clients off of that already. And these are the other people. This is the hot leads list. You know? Congratulations, man. It's That's another awesome. one. Two, right. two out of the gates and a lot on the deck. That's amazing. A lot on the deck, guys. A lot on the deck. So it's about same formula. Tension, interest, desire, and get them to take action. And the action is like, hey, would you mind if we get in touch with you at some point in the future regarding building your online presence? And they're going to say yes. A lot of people are going to say, no, we're good. That's cool. It's whether we do business or not, I'm here to help you anyway. So I have no attachment if they say no to me in my face. So that's it. That was the outcome of this event. From what I've gathered is I got a lot of feedback. I wrote down a lot of notes of what I've noticed. And we just want to get people's attention at the end of the day. We can move forward to that next phase. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and what's interesting is that going to an event like that in the absence of a niche is kind of a waste of time, right? I mean, until you're clear on concrete contractors, now we can set up a concrete specific website. We can start doing cold outreach that's interesting to these guys and get them to raise their hands. And all of the other marketing avenues really open up to you, like joining at trade shows and events publishing a book for that trade, speaking at those events in the future, which is why I believe, Danny, yes, you're doing great. I'm super excited for you where you're at today. And I can't wait to see where you're going to be at 12 months, 24 months from now, because I just believe it's really going to snowball for you going forward. Absolutely. No, I've gotten some people reach out to me about what I do, even from like competitors that they're trying to get the audience attention, like that specific niche. And the same question I keep getting is, why concrete? Why concrete? Now, I'm going to share this with you, and this is complete legit. So my father is a hybrid of a builder and an architect, and I'm from El Salvador. I came to the United States back in 98. I am an immigrant. My father built in my country anywhere from the airport, the national airport, to different shopping centers, malls, constructions. I mean, the times that I got to spend with my father, the very few times I get to spend with him, was seeing him in action. Now, my father is a doer. My father is a builder. And watching my dad lead these projects from the beginning, I could talk to these guys and they always ask me, hey, what got you interested in concrete? And I bring that story up. You know, that gives me that connection where I'm like, as a little kid, I always watch my father. And that's legit. Like my father polished the concrete floors of the National Airport in El Salvador. That's a true story. My brother was there with him. So that gives me that connection. That affinity that you start building with people leads into conversations. And the more that you do it, the more that you get involved, you're going to see that there's stuff that you've done in the past that you kind of have done. Maybe your spouse has done or something that you can grab to that you can utilize into this thing. Because I was in a call with Lynn and this is a product manufacturer of our industry in concrete. And maybe in our mastermind call, I'll bring Lynn to explain. The guy's like, what got you interested into concrete? I brought that story up. It's the main thing that I said. And now I bring my background in the digital and help you guys out. And really that's the thing. So the more that you expose yourself to this, you're going to understand your industry better. And the more that you can start building those, how you relate to them and those relationships also. Super important. Great connection to the backstory and the why you're in the space. So now we can transition a little bit to, we're kind of getting short on time, but we want to hear questions. Okay. Got a great group with us live. In terms of fulfillment, right? In terms of actually getting the work done for the clients, Nicholas is asking, do you do it all yourself? Are you outsourcing it? Can you talk a little bit about that and then we'll open up for some questions. So start putting yes, them yes. in, the, in the question box, guys. That has been where the mastermind has been instrumental, mm. 1000%. The mastermind has been instrumental to me because you will hit a certain point where landing clients is not an issue. Landing clients will not be an issue at some point, and it will happen when you start applying yourselves. The problem will be, how do I handle more of the clients? Like even right now, I'm maxed out. I am maxed out. My cup is overflowing right now, which is a good thing. It's a good problem to have, but how do you keep the quality and all this stuff? And I am at that phase. That's what I'm going to share with you. I am at that phase, and thankfully, I have the best in the industry helping me put together those systems and processes. So I'm working with Josh right now. They made recommendations to me. I will have more data about outsourcing and all this stuff in the future, but right now I don't have much data to give you on that. So it's in-house. I went through a hiccup 
on the road where I lost my right hand man that used to handle the majority of the SEO and that had to jump in and that's part of the business world, right? So trying to get him replaced and that whole thing, it's a real struggle because that makes you realize that you're the bottleneck. Having people like Josh guide you, it's, it's a time saver. Does that answer the question, Josh? Yeah, that's the reality of the situation. That's you're figuring it out, right? <laughs> you're trying to build the systems and put the team and figure out what the best direction is. So that's great. Let me go here. I'm going to see what questions we have. And guys, put them in. Scott just wants to know if you have a term on your packages with your clients. Term commitment, like how long they have to stay. Minimum of six months. Okay. And that, that's why I tell them, but it's a non-binding agreement. They can exit out at any point in time, but I'm looking to build that out as I move along. Chris mentioned uh, Spears, sending some Spear emails, simple, personal, expecting a response. Super. Uh, Howard says, Lead Kahuna is good for scraping the list. Absolutely. There's some- Kahuna is very good. That one is probably going to be about 60% accurate. That's from my experience. It's when you start doing this at scale, you know, I see someone mentioning getting assistant. Yes, one of my VAs does that. Like I just sent her the whole thing and she's got to clean up and do all the stuff and help me manage all the other stuff. Yeah, because Ray's saying right now in this place where you're at, he's suggesting get an assistant account manager to help with the account management piece. And- that, is, that will be one of the next phases. Although, you know what, Jack, I want to get a sales army because I know sales is secure. But those are the things that I, I personally work with Josh on. Like he gives me his personal time. And that is invaluable. Like, I just don't get it how people don't take advantage. Like, you guys should be taking advantage of this. When in the world did someone give you their personal time and attention so you can improve your personal business, right? This is not a program where they get you in and, yeah, you're going to get into a mastermind. When it's a webinar with a 1,000 people, you never get your question answered. This is like nothing else I've been in. I appreciate that. Scott says, how much of your personal time does the initial preparation take for fulfillment of a new full service client when they come on board? Well, right now, personal time and launch between two to four hours, of my personal time, just to check in and make sure that the launch like, okay, we got all the right information. Okay. Let me double check on the keywords and how you're going to structure the site. Okay. This is everything is put together and stuff like that. Now I spend more time than that, but that's what's required of me at max, depending on the client. So we're coming to the full hour. I think there's been great questions. Danny, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your, your generosity, your willingness to share. It's not every day someone that's had some success like this is willing to say, okay, here's exactly what I did. Here's exactly how I did it. These are the struggles that I came up against. And this is where I'm at today. In closing, what final words would you have for that digital marketing agency owner that's trying to get to the next level and just kind of stuck? Like, what would you share with those? guys and gals. Right. You have to discover yourself and where you're at in your journey because I can't compare myself to where Josh began or can't compare myself to where anyone here began and vice versa because you're in your own path. However, there are things that need to happen in order for you to find success. And thankfully, we're in the best place on the planet to be able to do that. And that's it. Get clear. Like That's the number one step. You're not clear. You're not getting any results, any traction. Get clear. Now, once you're clear, get focused. Now, once you focus, execute. Execute like a madman. Seriously, I think those things like your heart, like this is it. You know, if I don't make it happen, that's it. I'm done. And even right now, like the way I woke up today, I'm like fired up. But anyways, um, yeah, get clear, get focused, execute. And then right now I'm at the point where I need to build a real team and then build that machine that's going to help me go from a V4 to a V8. That's the transition I'm going towards. That would be my best recommendation. Know where you're at, like know where you're starting, get some realistic goals for yourself. And if you've never done sales, you're in the best group in the planet. I've shared all my sales scripts Which, by the way, guys, just to clarify, the sell scripts aren't verbatim, like exactly like you don't say this word, it's not going to close the sell. You have to understand that it's like Grant Cardone said on the video I posted, there's like 70% of people are not going to be closing. You're going to present to 100 people. And I think you would agree, Josh, you've been doing this for some time. You will get on 100 calls. And for as much as you want to weed these people out, some of them are not going to be a good fit for you. Absolutely. Others are going to be able to want to work with you, but you don't feel right. You just turn them away. So that sounds about right to me. So it's like, get some realistic expectations about what you're going to be getting into and then be willing to pay the price. Mm. Uh, The price that you got to pay in comparison, I've cleaned floors. 
I've cut bagels. I've done deliveries. I worked in McDonald's. And I remember watching the guy driving in with the Corvette every Thursday to sign the checks. And I said, you know what? One day I'm going to make it. Now I'm finally seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Awesome. Get clear about what you want. Get clear about the price you're going to have to make in order to get there. And then get to work paying the price. I think that's a great way to close. Don't complicate it. I would say one thing, Josh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, absolutely. Don't complicate it. If you're asking questions before you implement, you're building problems before they come. Uh, Ray Dalio, a good book, Principles, Ray Dalio, billionaire, one of the best investors in the world, says right here, you guys got to learn by making mistakes and then learning how to best work within your mistakes. That's just going to happen. But get to implementation first before you start building problems and asking questions that are just theories and you're building out this whole thing in your head when in reality, when you face the world and you're out there doing it, it's a different thing than, <laughs> you know, it's 360, right? Mm-hmm. For planning, I know from experience because I tried it, I've done it and I tell you that. It's better to learn from doing it. No doubt. A great another nugget to end on, right? Just the enemy of execution is perfection. So don't try and be perfect. Don't overcomplicate it. Get clear on your niche. Start getting the cold emails and stuff out there. Start building your authority and getting some clients. And just keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. So we'll wrap up there. Danny, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on your success. Thank you. Definitely, we'll be doing another interview like this with you 12 months from now or less. I can't wait to see where you're at. Guys, as you're watching this, if you're watching this in the group or are you watching it on Facebook after the fact, be sure to tag Danny and say thank you and congratulate him. Sometimes you put yourself out in these interviews and you expect to get more response than you do. And this has been awesome. Make sure that he feels the love. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great weekend. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. If you're ready to take your agency to the next level, go to sevenfigureagency.com forward slash webinar to register for our next 100% free agency growth plan workshop. 